Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Are you looking for practical ministry help to drive your ministry further, faster? Have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of others in pursuit of stuff that we wish they had taught in seminary. Buckle up and let's get started with this week's Unseminary Podcast. Well, happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. So glad that you decided to spend some time with us as we head into this weekend, as you look to serve uh, and care for, love uh, the people at your church. Thanks so much for tuning in. Today, we have a real treat. Uh, we have Darson Sowers on the line with us from North Carolina. Darson, welcome to the show. Uh, glad to be here, Rich. Thanks. I'm looking forward to learning more about you and about your ministry and hopefully challenging us to think about, uh, you know, an area of ministry that we don't talk a lot about it, like uh, here at, at Unseminary, but I'm, I'm pumped to hear what you have to say. Darcy, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, uh, and yeah, let's start there. Sure. Well, um, I've been involved with uh, lots of facets uh, in church for quite some time. I started as a music minister when I was 20. and. Um, served in various small churches, um, but I uh, went to school, got an accounting degree and worked in big five public accounting and um, after that I uh, was always very involved in church at some level, um, involved in the worship teams, typically ministering to adults in what I call big church. <laughs> and um, you know, my wife and I, we have uh, three boys and at our church there's this requirement um, that if you drop your kids off um, at at uh, youth services, then you need to volunteer once a month in okay. some capacity. Right. So at least somebody from the family. So my wife had typically always done that. Hmm. And so on our last child, I decided that I would take care of this responsibility for our family. Nice. And uh, was all pumped up to change diapers and uh, <laughs> and got there uh, to the second to the two year old class. And they said, I don't know, we don't let, we don't let guys change diapers. We okay. have policy. We have a policy against that. So, okay. <laughs> um, you know, there's. Listen, it's a crazy world, right? Right. And uh, so parents are 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 um, weary about those types of things. So I was on board with it. Didn't bother yeah, me. Yeah, exactly, so much. exactly. No, that's fine. So, I, I agree with that policy. <laughs> I was gonna say so it sounds like a policy wife, written by guys. <laughs> right. So yeah. So I told my wife, I will. I'll gladly take this sacrifice for our family and, yeah, right. and serve in that capacity. And um, you know, that's really kind of blossomed into what my focus has been for the last three to four years is this focus on kid men. Mm -hmm. um, this, uh, what I like to call and what everybody's calling now the four to 14 window. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll talk a little bit more about that during the interview, but mm -hmm. that's really kind of, you know, all the music background that I've had. Um, you know, I've always been a lay minister. I believe strongly in lay ministry type mm -hmm. work. Mm -hmm. uh, we can't let the pastors do it all. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, uh, so that's kind of where I am now, um, what's most important in our, our lay ministry. Mm -hmm. and um, But yeah, that's, that's me in a nutshell. Nice. So why don't we start with the 4 to 14 window? Why is that so important? Why are you passionate about it? Well, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. Dick Gruber mentioned this some time ago. Um, in one of his uh, in one of his interviews or one of his books, mm -hmm. and um, he doesn't claim authorship of it, but it's really kind of set into a a wildfire, so to speak. So there's mm -hmm. this new website called four to fourteen window dot com, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm not affiliated with it, and I've only recently come across the their particular passion and ministry, mm -hmm. but the substance of what they talk about is how important that window is between the ages of 4 and 14. Mm -hmm. um, they say that 71% of Christians that come to know God come to do so in that window between 4 wow. and 14. Wow. 
and 10% of children between 15 and 19 come to know Christ. Hmm. And the rest, tw the other 20%, 21% are adults, those over 20. Right. And we spend a lot of time and focus on the over 20 right. in, in churches and throughout the country. Uh, and But that is such a crucial window, this 4 to 14 window. And so many churches have really great programs for um, 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10 puppet shows and all kinds of really cool <laughs> things that they do. Great music and, and the world of, uh, of audiovisual arts and stuff has really just exploded. There's so much stuff out there for kids. Right. And um, so this particular age group, this 4 to 14, has really become um, really passionate for me. So it all started with a vision uh, that I had and mm -hmm. it was a vision. I grew up in this town called Bakersfield, California. Uh-huh. It's very hot. It's very dry. Uh, 114 degree summer days. Oh my goodness! And wow. crazy. And and I remember sitting out by the pool, and you would spill a glass of ice water, mm -hmm. and immediately that glass of ice water would just evaporate. Wow. It would splatter, and it would just evaporate. It, <laughs> it would just penetrate the uh, concrete, and then it was nothing to show for it. So I had this vision of me being poured out onto hot concrete, right. and the next vision I had was me being poured into Jello molds. And so I, I really prayed and said, Lord, I don't know what this means. Can you? And, you know, I interpreted it um, and felt like the Lord was leading me to start pouring my life into things that were more moldable. Okay. And so I really kind of caught a vision for kids at that point. Right. Um, you know, it's uh, at, in, compared, at, in a comparison to adults, mm -hmm. um, uh, it is far easier takes far less time, far less resources hmm. um, to make a meaningful impact on a child mm -hmm. than it does to make an impact on an adult. And um, which is probably why 71% of those come to know Christ in that window, even right. though we only spend, uh, I think statistics say churches spend about 3% of their budget oh, on, wow. that, on that group of children, right. on that group of that demographic. Um, so, um, Kind of lost my train of thought of where no, no, no. I was going there, but yeah, that's great. but that was kind of that's kind of the vision for why I got involved with what I was doing. And as I began to explore that, I started to understand and uh, learn more about this movement, more about how important it is at that age. So, um, so I started uh, working, and I talked a little bit about how I started volunteering. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things, the first things I noticed, and we have a great church, but the first thing I noticed at our church is that for our three, four, and five year olds. We would just sit them in front of this really great curriculum on television, right. this DVD, right. and the kids would watch it. Now, it was designed to be interactive in the same way that Dora the Explorer mm -hmm. is interactive. Um, you know, um, I can't remember the guy's name who does it. It's Kid Mo. Okay. And, yeah. and um, he's very interactive with the kids. But mm -hmm. in many cases, the kids were unengaged. Right. And so, I, you know, I... Our kids grew up on these things called uh, Baby Einstein. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, absolutely. Know that. Well, uh, several years ago, there was this lawsuit because mm -hmm. parents were suing Baby Einstein because it was <laughs> causing some developmental issues with their children. Right. And one of their caveats for getting out of this lawsuit was, listen, was to tell people, listen, our our program wasn't designed for you to sit your kids in front of. Mm -hmm. Our program was designed for you to interact with your kids and watch it with your kids right. and say, oh, look at the windmill or look at the wind or look at right. the flowers. So I kind of 
remembered that and started seeing these, and I watched these kids interact with the kid mo, and I thought, well, why aren't we engaging with these kids? And so I just started engaging. I was like the second kid mo guy. Right. So I would just stand up there in front of the TV. I would just repeat what he said. Right. I would sing the songs along with him, encourage them to move, <laughs> and it exploded into something that the kids were, this is a lot more interactive. The kids were getting more out of it. They were remembering their verses longer. Huh. Um, and so I kind of felt like, Maybe that should have been a caveat when he released these. These right. are designed for adult involvement. And so when, when you start thinking about that 4 to 14 window, I really felt like we do a lot of work to, to focus on the 6 to 14, mm. but nobody's focusing on 4 to 14. And so right. for my church mm -hmm. and in my community and where I'm planted, I'm going to be the one who focuses on that. Four to fourteen, so, uh, the four to five. So right. I really uh, kind of focus on three, four, and five-year-olds leading worship, and, and we can get into a little more of that later. But yeah, but what, that's kind of the passion. Yeah, why don't you tell us how how kind of your thinking has evolved, what you've done has evolved from kind of being the second guy, the second kidmo guy, uh, you know, to what you're doing today. What's what's that process look like? Well, you know what, it, it started very slowly and it happened, what I like to think, very organically. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't something, you know, f 10 years ago or five years ago, I would have never thought, oh yeah, I'm going to create a kids and worship praise CD. Right. And uh, that's going to be my ministry. Right. Um, and I'm going to be ministering to three, four, and five-year-olds every Sunday morning. It wasn't what I envisioned. So it really just happened. It kind of grew. And, right. and, you know, I, I found, and I've always found music to be a really great um, a really great way to memorize scripture. Mm -hmm. um, you can think of verses that you probably have memorized that go back from when you were children, when right. you were a child, but right. you remember it because it was fit in a song. Right. Or, or even in your adult life, you learn memory verses. Um, you know, I can still remember some of that stuff from the 80s that there is therefore now no condemnation. <laughs> you know, all these right. songs that are out there. And so those are impactful verses that have helped me in my life. And so we started with this song called The Fruit of the Spirit, and it's a public domain song, but mm -hmm. the kids went wild. They loved it. And mm -hmm. so in two weeks' time, the kids started, they knew The Fruit of the Spirit. Very cool. I was 37 years old before I learned all the fruits of the Spirit, <laughs> or, or maybe earlier than that, maybe the Stephen Curtis Chapman song helped me out a right. ton, but, um, but before then, it just wasn't something I committed to memory. Right. Um, days of creation. Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't remember what happened on three or what happened on six or what happened on four. Right. I think I always knew six because that was the day we were made. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, so, um, uh, so starting to create songs uh, that went along with the Bible lesson or, mm -hmm. or help the kids. Um, so I would just start writing songs. And, um, you know, eventually the parents started asking, my kids are singing these songs. We want a copy of it. I didn't have copies of it. I didn't, right. you know, so it really just kind of blossomed into that um, as far as what I'm doing there. But, um, but I've seen the importance of this because um, I've seen the impact I've had on these kids. Right. And it, it wasn't too, too long after that that a friend of mine uh, was arrested. Hmm. And um, I went to the webpage, on a county webpage that you see when people get arrested. If you've ever done that, a friend gets arrested, you go check it out. You're like, oh, they got arrested. Oh, man. And... And I went to the website and I saw all these very hard criminal type people, you know, right. some with tattoos on their neck, very hard looking men, right. um, some smiling, some not smiling, right. um, probably not their best day, right, when they right. take these pictures. But I began to see, I don't know if you remember that old Michael Jackson video where the faces started to morph. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. So Black I started white, right? Black? Oh, yeah. I think that's what it was. <laughs> that's it. And... <laughs> 
you know, great thing about my church is I go to this really great church that is um, that is black and white, mm-hmm. and it's one of the reasons why we go there. It's one of the reasons why I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the diversity. Yep. Um, and but I started seeing these black and white people on this website morph into the kids in my four and five year old class, and it really occurred to me that at one point that guy that very, had hard tattoos all down his neck and gold teeth and very hard looking with this with his furrowed eyebrows, mm-hmm. um, that he was six years old once and somebody took his crayons and he cried right. and he was upset. Right. And throughout his life, he was given opportunities, challenged with circumstances, and he didn't have, a, he didn't have an appropriate where to, way to turn. Right. And it, maybe it started at six years old, maybe it started at seven, <laughs> eight, nine, and ten, but there was nothing implanted, maybe there was nothing implanted in that person to give them another option. Mm-hmm. And so I really feel that that's kind of the big piece of why I'm doing what I'm doing. We, Absolutely. When you're involved with kid man and kids nowadays um, are challenged with some very difficult situations that we made never even could, could conceive of 10 years ago or even 20 years ago, right. especially 30 years ago, right? Right, absolutely. So um, they have some tough circumstances to overcome. And mm-hmm. so having, having God's word in their heart mm-hmm. um, you know, one of these songs we sing is a joyful heart is good medicine, um, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. And mm. I cry like a baby during the bones part and make a real <laughs> ham of myself. Right. Uh, but it's impactful for the kids. Right. So, you know, one of the kids was at a grocery store. His mom was getting medicine and he told her, Mom, you don't need medicine. You just need a joyful heart. Mm. You don't need <laughs> Advil. And, but the great thing is that these kids know at this age that if, I, if I'm joyful, it can be like good medicine. Absolutely. Being joy can help me be a. Um, and so we sing another song called J J O Y. J is for Jesus. O is for others. Y is for you. Mm. And um, J is for Jesus. O is for others. Y yai 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 is for you and you and you. And the kids love it. <laughs> right. But it teaches. But it teaches very fundamentally that Jesus comes first, others come second, and you come third. Right. And so nice. you start to implant these things in children at this age, and it becomes part of how they're wired. Right. And um, so that's. It's really evolved into something that not just not just fun Sunday time mm-hmm. that I'm implanting something that's going to help these children in the future. Absolutely. Well, what would you say, you know, to the church leaders that are listening, maybe three or four things. They're like, "Okay, yes, we want to, to do a better job impacting 4 through 14, um, maybe even through music." Um, you know, what are just a few things, a kind of few handles you'd try to say to them like, "Hey, here's some stuff we should be encouraging um, in our churches." Right. I, I think um, I went to a, a, a conference with per- where Perry Noble spoke, mm-hmm. and one of the things he talked about is the investment feature. Now, I'm an accountant. Mm-hmm. I'm not a CPA, but I work with a lot of CPAs. I yep. work for a large for- forklift manufacturer, uh-huh. and um, one of the things I know as a finance guy, how important it is to start your 401k when you're 16 years old, right? Right. You put $2,000 in your 401k when you're 16 years old, you never have to touch it again. Right. But if you're like me and like most folks, you don't start till you're 35 right. and you start loading it up, right? right. But that $2,000 you put when you were 16 that you invested then is going to be worth far more than I could ever even amass right. at starting at 35. And it's that importance of the time value mm. and mm. where you're investing. That's good. So you look at churches and what they're investing in. And you look at the resources it takes to lead someone to Christ. You got to have these nice it, it, in big church, right? Yeah. You got to have nice lights. You got to have really great musicians. Right. Some churches have to pay musicians, right? right. Um, and 
they you know you have to have people who are you've got to find people who are talented in their speaking talented in their singing right um, really great audio visual production work behind the scenes mm -hmm. and it takes all this money and resources mm -hmm. but on the child on the child side of it um, not to say you can get away cheaply but the truth is you can right. but if you could pour those resources um, into pour more resources like churches like ki churches like kids on the move and these mm -hmm. folks who have mm -hmm. They've, they've decided that we're going to pour all of our resources into this age group, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It has dividends. Right. It pays for itself. Right. In 15 years, these kids grow up to be your youth pastors. Right. These kids grow up to be your people who are serving in your church, your lay ministers. Right. It's a, lay ministry is a very powerful portion of the church. Absolutely. The pastors can't do it all. No, they absolutely. have to rely on lay ministers to visit families, to visit hospitals, mm -hmm. um, even to preach, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so... Um, so I, Perry Noble talked about it is it is it is the best investment a church can make. Absolutely, by pouring money into small kids programs, but we rely a lot on volunteers and people who don't necessarily want to be there um, <laughs> because they have to fulfill an obligation, right? Right. Because right. I, I submitted my children now I have to come. So my wife who spends all week long with the kids that gets to go to church on Sunday and spend time with other people's kids. Right. Not that she doesn't love kids, but it's <laughs> right. not what she was looking forward to, right? It's right. not the highlight of her weekend. Mm -hmm. And um, and granted, we, we, we have to have an ability to serve and a mentality to serve in any circumstance, right? Right. But I found one of the great things that pastors can do from the pulpit is to mm -hmm. really infuse that area of ministry with cash mm, straight mm -hmm. just cash right. <laughs> money right. for stuff right? Right, right and there's so much great stuff out there and it really doesn't cost much cmd.com you've probably uh -huh. heard of yeah christian ministry deals yep ridiculous curriculum right. for like nothing right and um and if you're ever driving through they'll feed you free tacos <laughs> nice um but um but that was one thing the second thing that i think would be important is to Talk about the importance of having men volunteer hmm. with kids. Yeah. Um, every once in a while, Perfect Sunday comes together, and it's all men in my three, four, and five-year-old class. Wow, that's cool. Love it. It has a whole nother dynamic. Right. Not better, mm -hmm. not worse. Mm -hmm. It's a different dynamic. Right. And some of those kids don't have good fatherly influences. Right. Consistent in their life. And mm -hmm. so... I feel like we have the opportunity as men in the church to be that example, that that place for that child to go um, in the event that they don't have that in their life and, and have a great example. Absolutely. I, I just want to kind of underline two things you said there. I think, first of all, on the, you know, the spending issue with uh, kids, ministry, family ministry stuff, I absolutely agree. You know, I think... Um, one of the things we've seen at our church is, you know, I'd say over the last four or five years, we've had a pretty significant revolution in what's happened in our kids' ministry. And a big part of that has simply been saying to, to that team, what is it you need and how can we get it for you? Um, and, you know, that the reality of it is that parents, whether they're um, folks that attend church regularly or don't attend church regularly, you know, th they don't wake up in you know, Monday morning or Tuesday morning, they don't typically wake up wondering about, you know, what is the my cosmic reality today? You know, they don't. Unfortunately, I, I know that. What they do wake up is worrying about their kids. They wake up thinking, gosh, I don't know how to parent my kids. I, I'm worried about my kids. I, I want to help my kids develop. Even people who don't attend church, I want, I want my kids 
to right. you know develop some sort of moral fiber. Um, and if you can provide compelling programs for them, um, you know it is a great way to grow your your church. And I love what you're saying on the the encouraging guys to serve thing. How has your church done that? Because that seems really unique to me that you'd have a group full of guys leading through you know three to five year olds. That seems really unique. How have you done that? Um, you know, it. I think it just started with. Um, I think it kind of started with me. Yeah. And um, you know getting involved it wasn't something I wanted to do either um, but when I saw the impact it was having it it really just kinda came from me encouraging other men that I knew that loved to play with their kids like yeah. guys like to play with their kids yep. yeah the wrestling <laughs> business types like to sit down and play we with their kids yeah um, so when I had the opportunity to and I knew men that were involved and who loved Jesus mm -hmm. I would encourage them you need to get involved in it this is right. awesome you ha will have such a blast right. and you will be a great um, a great example for these kids yeah, of godly cool. men and it's really kinda just caught on that that way and of course we've asked the pastor to to address this issue from the pulpit and right. and um, and I, they they oblige right. um, but um, <laughs> but I would love to be able to put more video, video arts and put it together in a nice package for them to see the impact that right. it truly has right um, but yeah, I think we're starting to understand that more as a church anyway yeah my son I have two kids 10 and 13 and or sorry 11 and 13 my son would kick me if you heard that um, <laughs> the uh, and he, the, every summer they attend um, it's it's the same camp but they have a girls camp and a boys camp so it's the same organization but then it's kind of all girls and then all boys and you know it's interesting because when I was younger I'm like oh, that's kind of weird um, but it's amazing seeing you know my son particularly it's just a great experience and one of the things I love and it connects back to this conversation is first thing in the morning right after breakfast um, that there's a group of guys there that lead worship with all these you know these boys there's 150 boys and most of the guys that are running this camp are kind of late high school awesome. um, you know and university and it is like rowdy obnoxious exciting worship right and it's right. it's amazing to see it is energetic you walk in the room and you're like oh my goodness here's 150 boys just fully you know worshiping the Lord um, it's exciting it's exciting to be a part of and I love that that I'm gonna confess you know I sometimes I think kids ministry worship stuff particularly for guys that are getting a little bit older that kind of 10 11 you know it can be a lot of you know like dancing stuff that doesn't necessarily resonate with with guys right. unfortunately right? right it's like right I'm pretty sure this is targeted at a four-year-old girl and that just isn't <laughs> cool for my son um, and but to see guys up there leading um, I think is a big part of that is a big part of drawing those guys right. in right so, I agree yeah I when I whenever I do uh, worship you know I do a lot of worship for three four and five year olds but yeah. whenever I go to churches and churches will have me come and do stuff I always make sure if I'm doing and there's a lot of guys we add a fist bump into a song oh yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Hey, this has been a great conversation. We're going to jump into the lightning round in a second. Is there anything else? I know there's a lot we could talk about. Is there anything right. else you want to kind of make sure we cover before we jump into the lightning round? Yeah, I would I would say one thing, and this is something I learned. Um, I used to serve at a church in Amarillo, Texas, okay. um, and there was a kids ministry guy there mm -hmm. um, who was unbelievable. Mm -hmm. I mean, he got down at kid level anytime they asked him a question. Now the, he was in the 7 to 12 year old range that you, uh, grade school to junior high yep. but he interacted well with them and 
you know, it's amazing that even even my little ministry that I have at my church, it it encourages a lot of um, parents to come. Mm-hmm. So the parents are coming to church because, well, the kids want to go. Right. The parents are on time because the kids want to be on right. time. <laughs> right. So um, and so one of the things that was most impactful about this guy in Amarillo, Texas, was how much he loved doing this. And so I said to him, and I said, because my experience had always been that once you graduate from seminary, you're a youth pastor, right? Right. Or junior high pastor at a big church. Mm-hmm. And then you and then you get to be a youth pastor. Right. And then you get to be an adult pastor. And right. then someday, if you're lucky, <laughs> you get to be senior pastor or go start your own church. Right, right, right. right. And so I said to him, I said, so how long you been doing kid ministry? Because he was an older guy, probably in his upper 40s. And I said, how long have you been doing this? I mean, aren't you going to be stepping up to the senior pastor or something like that at some point? And he goes, this is it. Right. This is where I, this is my ministry. This is, this what is I where do. I am. Yeah. And so cool. I, I think it's important to encourage people coming out of seminary and pastors in general. Um, and get, I, I totally understand why somebody would want to lead a church, even if you were had a focus on kids, because you can't get those resources or can't get that focus out of the church uh, unless you're the pastor, right? right. Uh, on, on some of those things. And so um, I think it's important to know the difference between. Um, cutting your teeth like you know when you come out of ministry out of seminary you do need to cut your teeth on it on an audience that's more forgiving right right you need to build some experience and you need to build some wisdom right right, right. Um, and it's a great youth ministry is a great place to do that mm-hmm. but at the same time there's people that are specifically called to that until they're 65 years old right and that's okay absolutely and I and I think and and honestly from a standpoint of making an impact for Christ Mm-hmm. If seventy-one percent of the people come to know Christ between that window, wouldn't you want? Wouldn't you want to stay there? Right. Wouldn't that be the place that you want to get seventy-one percent to the to the uh, and, and make that seventy-one percent a bigger piece of the kids who never get to know Christ during that time frame and who end up making decisions that ultimately lead to a life that's uh, that's not as joyful, not as fruitful. Mm. Um, so uh, you know that's. I guess that's probably my biggest plea to people is to is to realize the value of that four to fourteen window. I like this website called four to fourteen window dot com. Mm-hmm. They've really got a big vision for impacting the world. Cool. Um, it, it's it's crazy. It's insane. So this is the Unseminary podcast. Stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Let's jump into lightning round. That part of the show where we kind of answer ask similar questions to people who have uh, you know on the show. We're so glad today to have Dar- Darson Sowers on the line. From North Carolina, it's been a great conversation so far today. Um, what's an online resource or two that you've been using that have kind of had an impact on your on your ministry? Um, well, uh, I've got this new app that I like. It's called OnePlace.com. Okay. And um, it is uh, it's a really great app. Um, I'm not going to open it up here, but anyway, <laughs> it's OnePlace.com, and it's got some really great uh, speakers, people that I really have a lot of respect for. Cool. Um, uh, uh, Bible Answer Man is on there, and they've got di- all kinds of really great stuff. So I like that as a resource. Um, I also like uh, Worship House Media. Yeah, they've got some really great curriculum out I there. Use them all the time. CMD.com, mm-hmm. Christian Ministry Deals. Mm-hmm. They've got just insane amounts of curriculum, and it's good stuff. Right. And um, so that's a great source for it. Um, and then this new resource that just came out called it's from it's out of the UK. It's called All Stars Records. Okay. He has a company called All Stars Records. His name is uh, Cy. Um, I wish I remember his last name. But right. anyway, anyway, he 
has started a record label in the UK. Came out of the Hillsong Church. Okay. Um, it's AllStarsRecords.com, but he just started a magazine app specifically geared for kids, um, <laughs> for kids that are uh, like eight to thirteen, I guess. And right. it's an interactive, it's an interactive um, i uh, magazine for your iPhone or okay. for your iPod, and you, it can do everything from like watch Bible videos to to a lesson to crossword puzzles and seek and find type differences uh, but specifically cool. gear i mean it's a really great magazine it's called allstarskidsmagazine.com cool. or allstarskidsmagazine it's an unbelievable resource for that age group nice. and then um and then i really like listening to jamie grace <laughs> okay nice <laughs> so nice. there it is great um what's a book or maybe a podcast or you know something that's kind of influenced you and in your ministry thinking say in the last six months yeah, so uh, book reading has never been my strong suit. Um, other than, <laughs> but I do like I do like podcasts, mm -hmm. and I, I like listening to um, James Dobson. Uh -huh. um, Focus on the family. James Dobson's got a new ministry. He's left. Yeah. He's no longer with Focus on the Family, mm -hmm. uh, but it's still I enjoy all of those resources. Podcasts are are really a great opportunity, uh, especially on some really severe topics that we have going on in our country. Everything mm -hmm. from. Um, homosexuality to abortion and, and then to kid men and so these are really great resources to get a perspective um, to help supplement your study and um, help supplement some material that you might want to talk about from the pulpit cool all right so what's another ministry that's kind of influencing you you're looking at saying hey they're doing some great stuff love to kind of follow them well I've always liked um, Kid Spring mm -hmm. um, out of Anderson, South Carolina, mm -hmm. or New Spring Church. Yep. Uh, they've got some really great resources. And the great thing about their uh, ministry is that everything they do is free for churches. Yeah. And um, they produce some really great stuff out there. So I've enjoyed, they're inspiring. They've done a great job. I like um, Uncle Charlie. Mm -hmm. If you remember Uncle Charlie, he's no longer doing Kidman. He's doing some other stuff with his life, but his, he's got a lot of great material out there. Yancey mm -hmm. has got some really good stuff for the age group that I really primarily care about mm -hmm. um, or have a lot of uh, impact with. And then, of course, this All-Stars magazine. I'm just on fire about this thing. Right. Nice. Uh, i got to check that out. <laughs> of course, in full disclosure, they're going to be doing a Skype interview with me about my album in a few great. months. So oh, good. I really like them. No, yeah, exactly. That's fantastic. <laughs> All right, if you could get 15 minutes with any leader alive uh, today, who would you want to get that time with and why? Right, it would probably be um, James Dobson. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he just has such a wealth of experience and, um, and wisdom. Everything from issues that young men deal with, mm -hmm. uh, you, know, you know, these are tough issues, but I think that if men will sit around and talk about it, there are some really tough issues that boys deal with that mm -hmm. can haunt them for the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. And James Dobson has a really great perspective on some of these things and how to bring up boys, how to bring up girls. Yep. Um, and um, you know, I've just always been a huge fan of of the way he of the way he's able to give a, a Christian perspective to this crazy world of psychology that mm -hmm. the world has invaded mm -hmm. um, uh, with their perspective and their reasoning. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I've just always enjoyed um, his stuff. So cool. Yeah, he's obviously influenced a generation of people. You know, he's uh, he's a great guy. All right, so when you're not uh, when you're not leading music or leading, you know, the three to five year olds, you're just kicking back, want to have some fun, uh, and you're not homeschooling because I know you homeschool as well. Uh, what do you do for fun? How do you uh, you know just kick back and enjoy your time? 
Well, uh, my boys like technology. Um, we'd like to play this app called Stickman Golf, okay. Super Stickman Golf. It's a two-dimensional uh, uh, game you can play. I have an iPhone, and my kids have. We have an iPod or an iPad in the house, and boy, we'll play. We'll play competitive games about who can get the the golf ball into the hole the fastest. It's a really cool little app. It's very safe and friendly. Um, I nice. love playing Ultimate Frisbee, uh -huh. um, and uh, that's a lot of fun. Um, and then I like writing kids' music. And my album, I haven't got a chance to mention my album at all. But That's what I was going to say next. The... If people want to get in touch with you, you know, learn more about your music, let's talk all about that. Yeah, right. So I'm on iTunes. Uh, I have a website, darson.com. Mm -hmm. um, it's not a very great website, but there's some stuff out there. It tells a little <laughs> bit about what I am and how to contact me if you want to do anything with kids' uh, worship. But yep. uh, you can buy my CD there. It's also, I said, like I said, available on iTunes. and. Very and cool. uh, yeah, well, I appreciate you, Darson, being on the show today. Thanks so much for you know. I think there'll be some people today that'll be challenged by what you have to say, and I just really appreciate you taking some time out with us today. Thanks for letting me share my perspectives. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Don't be shy. We'd love to connect. Check out Unseminary Inbox. You can sign up at unseminary.com and we'll send you helpful training resources every week. Plus, you'll gain immediate access to our exclusive members area with tons of resources you can use. Connect with Rich on Twitter at Rich Birch or through email rich at unseminary.com Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode at unseminary.com It includes links to what we talked about today and more. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Did you enjoy today's episode? Drop by iTunes and leave a review. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Join us next week when we'll learn more stuff we wish they taught in seminary. <laughs>